I'd like to welcome y'all to Secrets from the South. I'm your friend Scotty Ray along with my co-host Terry. Now you'll quickly catch on that we don't sound like the man on the 6 o'clock news. We talk a little slower and we've got a southern drawl. But nonetheless, we've got a great podcast lined up just for you. We'll bring you some interesting stories. They're sometimes crazy and a little unbelievable. But it would be just plain impolite not to share them. So get yourself comfortable. Find some southern charm in a glass of iced tea and enjoy. And welcome once again as we'll dig back into the mailbag, or should we say the inbox again this week, for more letters from you. The first email is going to ask for advice on a best friend that might be texting her husband. And our second seeking advice has been married for five years and finds out that their spouse may have broken the law and never told them. I hope you'll enjoy this week's podcast titled Seeking Advice. So, Scott, we've got a mailbag uh I guess you would call it a mailbag. Yeah, I guess you would call it that. In what do you call that? Inbox. You, you've got mail. Yeah, an inbox of emails that are about advice. Yeah, I, I don't even. I, I can't even wrap my arms around it. Terry, what was that movie umpteen dozen years ago of? You've got mail. That's the one with Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. What was it about? Do you remember? Well, I mean, that's when like. AOL just came out mm-hmm. and everybody was emailing and you could, you know, it was a big thing where they were corresponding through email. And I think that's kind of before you had all of these dating services or probably right at the beginning of all these dating services. And it was before texting. Uh, there was no such oh, yeah, thing. Yeah. I remember when you had a flip phone. Oh, the letters. And the, yes. My gosh, it would take you. I mean, if you were going to text somebody, I'm in trouble. You'd already be in trouble by the time you could send it. <laughs> it is so easy to forget how hard it used to be. The flip phones were that way. I know, but wasn't that cool to have a flip phone? I mean, it was a big jump from a bag phone. Did you ever have a bag phone in your car? Uh, absolutely. I would ride around and just dream up somebody to call just because it looked so cool to be one of the few that had a bag phone. But now you go back on this bag phone thing, they worked better than any phone that we've got now. The service with that antenna. You put it on your, it work anywhere. You know, and it's funny that we say all of these advances, and we talk about this just about every other episode, but I have to go back and say that if we got rid of, and I hate to say it, and I want it, social media and all the good that it does, if we got rid of it, I just think we would have a whole lot happier society. I'd have to move in with you. I wouldn't have a job. Well, that's true, but... <laughs> I mean, I do think that there are, while there are a lot of good things out there, I, I'm talking about not from the standpoint of providing information. Yours is like a news service and a weather service and that sort of thing. I think there's a purpose for that. I'm talking about all the other stuff that comes with it in terms of posting the perfect picture and just aimlessly. Sc- How many times have you seen somebody just aimlessly scrolling through on their phone? Oh, it's a, it's they a habit. And their attention span. I mean, they're so focused on that, they're not focused on anything else. You got points, legitimate points there. But getting back to the advice, I'm still kind of blown away that you and I find ourselves in the position of actually trying to give advice to somebody else. Well, I, I'm I'm going to answer I mean, these. we go for advice. Lord knows we need it. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Every day. But as long as we keep getting these, I, I think we ought to share them because other people have some of the same questions. I think as long as they understand up front that we are not claiming to be experts. 
We are far from that. I don't want somebody's family member or friend to call us or email us or text us and say, how dare you? Oh, I keep everything anonymous on the names, just like I do on my other business. I I know, but I'm talking about not in terms of revealing the name. I'm talking about in terms of they actually follow our advice and maybe it goes south and then they're upset about it. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I want to be up front. We are not experts. You are taking it to a a whole level. I don't even think you got to go to. Maybe I'm giving us, maybe that's what it is. I'm giving us too much credit and everybody out there listening to us is going, sugar, we not giving you any credit. Advice is just what it is. Advice. Take it or leave it. You don't have to use it. Yeah. Yeah. Some of this, you probably don't want to use it, but we're going to give it a stab, aren't we? It's a, it's, it's, uh, it's worth sharing. And this is one of these letters to where, you know, have mercy. And I think there's a lot of people this has happened to, Terry. And finally, somebody puts it on, uh, I almost said ink, but that would be a lie because I hadn't printed it. (laughs) (laughs) But here we go. This is this week's letter. And I would assume that a few of you found yourself in this situation through the year, especially since the technology age has gotten there. Dear Scotty Red and Terry, my best friend keeps sending my husband texts instead of me, to ask me questions. How do I stop this before it gets out of hand? Whoa. That's a good one. Now, I think it depends on the situation. Can I I take a stab at it? Go for it. Okay. So when I was single, and and this is... 1910? Exactly. Probably around that time. Uh, But I think there's... It depends on how naive you are. And and let me preface that by saying, when I was single... Uh Uh-huh. I had a, I'm trying to think of the model. I don't even know the model, but it was a MGB convertible. Like the, the Triumph, that little car yeah, that used to be? kind of looked like that. Oh, it was so cool. It had the British stripes. It was black. It was so cool, but let me preface that by saying when it ran. Okay. Okay. It broke down all the time. I'm single. Now, I spent this money, had a little, it was a little fun car. I mean, I had my regular car, thank goodness, and then I had this car. And I had a guy friend that I worked with, okay? And he knew a lot about cars. Okay. So, you know, he would ask me about the car and whatever else. He was married, okay? I thought nothing of him other than a really good friend. And mm-hmm. that's the honest, good truth. Uh, truth. Now, I don't even know how back in the day I was able to call him other than you had a landline. Yeah. You weren't texting. And so I would be, and I think this is kind of the same thing. I'm sure I was guilty of calling his sweet wife, which, by the way, now they're divorced, and divorced years after. I mean, this sure. is honest, good, honest <laughs> goodness truth. Years after I had uh, parted ways with the MG. But I look back on it, and as innocent as it was, and I don't think I probably ever called the guy, but maybe two or three times a year, and would ask, hey, I got a problem with my MG. But looking at it, at it with a different lens as a married woman and somebody calling my husband. I don't know, because there has to be an element of trust. And I guess with me, I was so naive. There was honestly nothing going on except him maybe tinkering with the car or at least giving me advice. This is what I think it is. This is where you need to take it. But I still do kind of look back at that and go, I feel bad that I called Honestly, there was nothing there, but I do think that there are times where even your best buddy 
likes your spouse and may and even though it may start off innocently one or two texts asking about hey you know i've got a plumbing problem or something like that you might be okay with but if i i think it was a pattern i'd be saying uh those need to come through me I'm going to give you some advice. Yeah, I know. You've <laughs> sat over here and grinned and grinned and grinned, so let me have it. I think you were going off the deep end there on your your first thing of you calling the guy. Three times a year is not in any shape, form, abusing anything with anybody. But There's, I did feel guilty about that because he was married. And well, I, but I you should only, only was feel, looking at it as I... I look, I'd never felt guilty about it at the time. I think you were subconsciously thinking he was a hot dude because you wouldn't feel Lord, guilty. No, no, was, no, no, no. Think about no, what listen, you just if said. If he's sitting out there listening right now, that would probably pump his ego. And that was far from the truth. I, but, you know, there's something that made you feel guilty because if it was innocent, you wouldn't feel guilty, would you? I didn't feel guilty until I was married and then started thinking, I wonder if that was ever. She never indicated it was a problem. When I saw him out, I mean, I'd always be so friendly to her. She was such a. Really, and 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 he might be listening, and he might realize. Well, that was hard. that was hurtful for me to say, but she was a far better catch than he ended up being. I think he was probably a hard one to live with, and and hopefully he would admit that. And hopefully, and I think she remarried, and she's been fine. But I don't know. I just think that there's a fine line in when you take advantage of someone who's married. And then there's a fine line of where you're playing off like I'm going to text them because, you know, I've got a couple of questions that I need. And really, you might be trying to steal that person's spouse. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and call Terry out on this because, you know, when you're a kid and your mama catches you doing something and she puts the flashlight and you go to yakking too much about it, trying to explain why you didn't do it and it wasn't your fault and all that. That's just exactly what you've done. So I think Terry here is guilty of maybe back in the day thinking that he was a handsome guy. Oh, no. Uh-uh. You couldn't be further from the truth on that. <laughs> but, you know, I, that's the honest God's truth. Now, when I can't get a friend, I'll text his wife and go, where is Elmo oh, at? Oh, yeah, but you're not going any more than that. Just have him call me or something like that. Well, no, every now and then I'll say, what you wearing? <laughs> now, that's where... <laughs> It uh, is inappropriate. No, because I, and honestly, I have done that because he's got a neighbor that wears uh, an outfit a lot. And uh, I always tease him about staring at his neighbor. So I tease his wife about putting the same okay. outfit well, on. Well, see, and that sounds like that's, that's all that's fun. Innocent. Yeah, yeah but now, exactly. And let's just be honest about this. This is probably affairs. You would be shocked as to how many best friends run off with your spouse, whether it's a female or or man, it it is so common in oh, the United States. We talked about that in a couple of episodes mm-hmm. where that's happened, and it does start out innocent. Uh, of hey, where's your wife at? Well, she's in the shower. I'll have her call you back. Well, what are you doing? What are you watching? And then then a couple of days later, another text. I still can't get her, and it's all innocent there in the beginning. And next thing you know, somebody didn't join the gym, and they going together. Well, I think it all boils down to: Do you do things? Does your best friend and their spouse? or maybe they're not married, do things with you and your spouse, you know, like you and your husband. The couple thing. Right. Like if it's me and a best friend doing something with me and my husband and her or her and her husband, and then she's always texting my husband, I'm going to be suspicious. But if it's just a matter of where we don't do things together 
And every once in a while, she's texting them and saying, look, I had, you know, even if she's single, I had a problem with my sink and whatever, because I know that my husband can pretty much fix anything. And I do know that he would be the type that would say, if you have a problem, you know, let me know. I can help you out. You don't necessarily have to call and spend that kind of money. Now, if it were, hey, baby, I'm going to be late today because Sally's got a problem with her sink. And I'm thinking, Sally's had a problem with her sink. For the last couple of months, I'm going to be smelling a rat. Did you tell me that your address was Melrose Place? No, it better not be. I do think that there are people out there, even as I say all that, and you blame that on me that I have something to feel guilty about. I do think you kind of fall in two camps where are you abusing this or is this just an occasional, hey, I need them to help me out because... I don't want to be taken advantage of. I don't know enough about this or whatever else. But at some point, you got to find another source. You can't keep texting your husband. Well, and you know, and I'm one of those that's gullible. I don't think, seriously, nothing about anybody. I fix more cars and get more questions about how to do this. And For a female? Have you ever? Oh, yeah. Oh, at all time. And Angie, see, that's the same thing that I'm talking about. And Angie will tell him, just go find him. He'll, he'll help you out. Angie would probably say, here's a sale. You need to text him directly. She don't want to be a part of it. Right. She'd say, like, bring a bus and take him. If she could give me away, she <laughs> hey, probably let me, yeah, would. She'd probably say, hold on a second. Let me pack a bag for you. <laughs> but it is a common thing here. And my advice on all of this is, number one, to start out, you got to handle it with your spouse first. If you don't want to cause it, there really is nothing, but you're starting to be concerned, go to your spouse first and say, you got to put an end to this. Well, I think it starts out, but even before that, how well do you trust your spouse? And a lot of people say, I was blown away. I trust them like there was no tomorrow, and they still ran off with my best friend. But I still think you have to start with that. And then well, I think you do have that conversation with your spouse. But they say a man just cannot think. Uh, what, and, you know, I'm not trying to get any, you know, a man just, he can be sweat. He can be as innocent and all get out. And this old girl just come in. She just swoop him off his feet. He don't know what hit him. And he still don't know. And he's standing around going, what was that about? Women are the bad ones here. Let's just go ahead and call it out where it you is. You think so? Oh, Absolutely. You don't think women will you, make a I move. I know that women are can scheme, but you don't think a man can scheme? They might can, but they're not smart. Let's just be honest about it. Women can outsmart them on this kind of stuff. If she's after him, play on the warpath after a guy, it can happen and he don't even know what hit him. I think if I were going to handle this, back to that original question, I think if it were a best friend, the first time, fine. Second time, Okay, and it would depend on the frequency. You know, so what like saying? two or three times, I wouldn't even think nothing about the frequency. it. If you're talking about months, uh, and there's and there would be nothing wrong with me asking my husband, or if it was in reverse, him asking me, what was that about? And if he said, well, so and so had a whatever, uh, was asking me a question about the car or, or something like that. But if it was, I got to go over there, and I'm going over there all the time. Something's going on. And I, and I say this jokingly, but you know how many times I've got a text, hey, is the coast clear? And they're actually meaning, is the coast clear about the weather? But Aha, uh-huh, I get that. I see now. Uh-huh. But uh, things like that happen. But the advice is you start with your spouse. In my opinion, tell them to end it there. If it doesn't stop, then you got to go talk to your best friend and maybe cause some hard feelings. But it should be handled at home first and say, you're, are you sending out signals here, making them uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, and I think with your best friend, if they are truly your best friend, they'll get it. And all you're asking them to do is just text me and let me be the mediator. Let me be the one that will ask my spouse. I know their schedule. I know if it's something that they can help you with. Or if I think that, hey, 
I can make the call for you to go directly to my spouse, but you're going to go through me first. And I think any best friend that is truly your best friend, they're going to get that. They're going to be fine with that. If they put the shoe on the other foot, they would expect you to do the same. But I even had that woman say that, you know, her best friend, they'd go out and even go shopping for lingerie and come to find out. The woman was having an affair with her husband, and she was helping her pick out lingerie for her husband. I had somebody tell me that, honest to goodness. Now, how bad is that? She was supposed to be, and it started out one of those things. She come that home. Is, that's probably that's probably the ultimate betrayal. It is, but you know how how we brought up the thing of you go out on Friday nights. Well, you come home, and then that person's already at your house. Hey, I came on over. Uh, you weren't here yet, but I came on and just waited on you to get here. Oh. And that's how she busted her. You know that? And this truly happened. It was, and you can't hide it, no matter how you do. But I just, how would you get over that level of betrayal? This it, is your it, best they friend. They, they ended up getting a divorce, but it was the perfume on his collar that busted him. So my advice is change shirts next time, homeboy. But <laughs> he got busted over that. But there are things like that that go on all the oh, time. I, I truly believe, and I, I think some of it is, I hate to say that because I've never put myself in that situation. I know you think that I did possibly with making the phone calls, but those were innocent. No, no, no. I I say that they were innocent, but I think in the back of your mind you thought he was cute or something. No. I mean, he wasn't a bad-looking guy, but no, there was nothing there. There was nothing there. And the bad thing about it is, you know what? Put it this way. My husband knows this story, Mm -hmm. and he knows the guy. What's that got to do with Price Eggs? I'm just saying that. Well, probably doesn't have a thing to do with the price of eggs. Let's move on, Scotty. Maybe you agree with us. Maybe you don't. If you've got advice on that that you think uh, that we need to know about, send us an email. Let us know about that as well. Yeah, love to hear it. Comments from secretsfromthesouth.com, if I'm not uh, That's right. mistaken. That's right. That's one way of doing it. Also, let's move to our next letter. And, uh, Terry, I, I think this really more addresses you. And uh, I'll, I'll, I'll read the letter and I'll let you jump in on this. Okay. Terry and Scotty Ray. I have a question. I've been married for five years, and I've just become aware that my husband has a criminal past. Whoa. Turns out he was arrested for embezzlement before we married. What do I do? How do we move forward? What else has he done that I don't know? Now, i got to ask, Scotty, why is this directed at me? Well, she, I don't know. She put your name first on the piece of paper. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but you said, like, this would be more directed well, I think- to you. I mean, you think like... I know somebody with a criminal past. Well, no, you've no, you've had banking experience, so I thought, well, it really fits you. I see. Mm-hmm. See how the tie-in yeah, goes. Yeah, I up? like how you dug yourself out of that one. Let's see. In Bel- I, I don't. I don't know. I, I think I would freak out, honestly. Can you? Because make- you think you know people. Look, look at people that you think you've known your whole life, only to find out they've gone off and murdered somebody. But you know, here we don't have all the information. You know, did she? I, well, I guess you should tell that to begin with. I mean, it's not but, like it's not like you write, uh, run a criminal background on somebody before you marry them. Maybe you should. But I don't think she actually asked him, did he have a criminal background? So he didn't lie. I mean, how does but that come up should. in a dating conversation? Yeah. I mean, you're sitting there going, would you like some sweet tea? And yeah, well, hey, by the way, have you? do you have a criminal history? Well, no, that ain't the way you'd word it. You go, look, hey, I've done a, uh, a couple over at uh, Parchman. You ever been there? <laughs> and you, you find out these things. <laughs> I don't know what I would do. Thank goodness. That, but that's that a long time. Five world. years, It's you, you kind of think you know somebody. That's a good little while. That's not like six months and you find out. Five years and it's been hidden. 
And there have been other secrets that have been hidden for years. I think you would have to ask yourself, do you see anything? You've been married to him for five years. Have you picked up on other things that are worrisome? You know what I'm saying? Like they embezzled. Well, uh, I found out that I've got money missing out of my purse or just little things that now start to add up. Or why is our neighbor calling and saying that we they need to speak to my husband? Here we are again about the, speaking to my husband. And then when you get down to it, you find out the neighbor finally through frustration, says, look, I'm not trying to be a hassle, but he owes me $250. Or you get this, they got this great deal on something that, you know, should have been $10,000, I don't know, whatever, uh, an ATV. But they got this great deal, and they only had to pay 1500 I mean, there's, there's just things like that that I think that, to me, if I knew they had a criminal record, and then all of a sudden you have these other things, I would start to worry. Five years. Do you think it's is that time enough to show that a person is not going to break the law again and do something weird? Is well, that I do think that everybody has an opportunity to redeem themselves. If it's murder, I mean that's a different story. If it's a felony, and I guess embezzlement would be a felony. A felony, I'm not sure, but I'm assuming it would be if it's over a certain amount. I think Only if you what, get caught. Yeah, but I mean it's also I think what over a certain amount. Thousand dollars, I think. I don't know, but anyway, I don't know, Scotty. I mean, if somebody didn't think to tell me that and maybe they thought that's my past think about it i'll put it this way if somebody did something that they did when they were a stupid teenager and it's 10 years later i don't i do think that people have an opportunity like i said to redeem themselves i, I, I see where you're going with that but i also think that if you're getting ready to get married and you think that there's things about your past that you're not proud of I think it's probably just best to get it out in the open and say, look, these are things that are part of my past. I'm not proud of them, but here's what I did. But I don't know. I mean, that's that's a hard one to, to answer. Well, here's what went through my mind on this, because you and I done a story on this not long ago. A guy robbed a bank. He was in his early 20s. Do you remember this story? He robs the bank, steals the money, and he ends up blowing all the money. And gets a whole new identity, changes his oh, name, and is right. married for what thirty, forty years. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. And on his dying breath, tells his wife that, "Hey, this is not really your name, and I'm not who you thought I was all these years." On his dying breath. So was the guy a good guy? You know, he went on to sell cars. I think he owned a Cadillac oh, yeah, yeah, dealership. Yeah. Well, they no, he he worked at one right. at like a. a a really high end, uh, and they said he was the best car salesman they had. Made plenty of money to provide for his family because he didn't have any of the other money I think left. That'd be one of the things that if he was saying that on his dying breath, I would have said, "I wish you wouldn't have told me that." Yeah, you should have just died with that. Exactly, because then I would start thinking, "Okay, what else was you a scam yes. about our marriage?" Because yeah, her name is not even what it is. Then. I mean, I, I just think that out of respect of that person, I would have led them to believe that I was this upstanding citizen. And I don't think I would have told him. I mean, I respect him for doing that. But then you start thinking, what else about my marriage is not what I thought it was? Because the whole thing, I mean, he kind of led a secret life. He did. All in all, this is a very tough one there. And I guess what we both are agreeing on, if you were really young when this happened, say 19 or below, there's a chance that you've done something young and dumb. You get over the age of 21 and you break the law and don't tell what you've done it becomes you were a full-grown adult when you done it, and then you're hiding something from your spouse. I think it shows a lot of character to admit that you screwed up on something and to be open and honest. I think you have to start every relationship with honesty. 
And if you don't start with that type of footing, well, where can you go from there? See, but that's what we don't know. She didn't say in there that he told her she could have found out on her own that he was arrested for embezzlement. We don't know. That wasn't put in there. More details, folks. But More still, details. he never admitted. I mean, no. she had to find out on her own, right? Well, he didn't say that. She just says that she oh. found out. It doesn't say whether she he told her or she found out on her own. It was just kind of a blank thing if she found out. Either way... It's the fact she wasn't told. And she either found out her own or he finally revealed it. I think those things need to surface pretty quickly. Because to me, it, it almost shows that you have character and you're trying to do the right thing. And you're trying to establish a basis of trust. And so you're being open and honest about some things. Okay, I mean, I think everybody has probably got things in their closet or skeletons in their closet or something that they don't necessarily want to reveal. But embezzlement, that's a pretty big one. Don't you think so? It is very big. I'll close it with this with a closing uh, question for you on this. And I'll throw out the Tammy Wynette line on this. Stand by your man or walk away on this? I think I would have to add up everything that has taken place in the marriage. You know what I'm saying? I would be totally blown away and disappointed that I wasn't told this to begin with. But I think I would have to look back and go, now that I know that, are there other things that I wasn't really sure about or kind of question that kind of goes hand in hand with, let's just say, the embezzlement part, if that were what had happened? Or had had they been this upstanding person but then again i think in the back of my mind i would say is it like the guy that we talked about that robbed the bank and told his wife on his dying breath that am i living with a different person a different personality and when i'm not with them who are they Hmm. well my thing on it is if uh if it's a one-time occurrence you give them you give them the benefit of the doubt once if it happens twice then you separate and go on your different ways there Well, there you go. That were two emails that we received this week for, well, letters of advice. Maybe you've got a different opinion for them. If so, you're more than welcome to drop us a note and tell us how you would have handled it. Or maybe you need some advice. We'd love to hear from you as well. You can reach us at comments at Secrets from the South, or you can email me, scottyray1969 at aol.com. Again, we'd like to say thanks for dropping by and, well, spending a few moments with us this week. We'll be back next week, Lord willing, here at Secrets from the South.